This is JJ Arcega White Side of the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you for listening to Fantasy Fuel with another JJ, John, Eddie Jr., and Tom Tuttle. fantasy fuel and if you are watching us we're in the same room together <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's uh first time so hopefully we have no issues like we have had <laughs> oh man we've had so many issues <laughs> this is gonna fix it uh, and if you couldn't tell we are doing a sleeper episode yeah this is the first of two sleeper episodes because we can't fit it all into one <laughs> So this week it's going to be AFC sleepers, but of course, before we get to that, we would like to talk about Pole Sports. Pole Sports. If you are watching, we have a Pole Sports logo. Finally, you can see it. <laughs> it's there. Uh, visit PoleSports.com to get all of your poll questions answered in a live type manner. We've been saying it every week. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep saying it. I know you're already sick of it, but real instant poll results for the season. It's going to be amazing. I'm not sick of it because I go there all the time now. I'm just typing stuff. I've typed one in and actually I didn't, I didn't know something. I was like, man, what is it that I, I got to figure this out. What I have to figure out poll sports. <laughs> what am I doing? I got to go pollsports.com and do it. And I, it really did help. I had a lot of people vote on it and it was really nice. Yep. And it's getting to be that time of year where we're going to have everybody doing their drafts. And the middle of that is going to be August. And what's mm -hmm. happening in August? Do you remember, Tom? Oh, I think it's a uh, something that we're doing. What was that? It was an expo or yeah, something like that. It's it's called the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo. That's it. Yeah, expo. Yeah. We will be an exhibitor. We'll be in a booth. We'll also be on stage doing the show. Mm -hmm. And if you are anywhere near there, anybody out there, you want to go to Canton, Ohio, and see what it's all about. And of course, you can visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Of course. Well, if you're going to go there, you might as well come to the expo. Yep. And you can get tickets by going to midwestffexpo.com. And if you use the code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you have five bucks off your ticket. All right. Well, that's all out of the way. I'm, okay. I was going to make a really bad joke. We're not going to no, go. No, we're not going with bad jokes no, today. No, not today. All right. Well, we don't have a lot of news, but we do have a few things. And one of the things is Tom Brady apparently intends to foster Josh Gordon. <laughs> I mean, I could make a meme out of that. That'd be so perfect. Yes, <laughs> a little could. baby of his face, and I'm sure somebody's already done it's it. It's probably already but, out there. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, apparently Tom has taken Mr. Gordon under his wing, and him and Giselle have actually been doing a lot with Josh Gordon. Could, yeah, which is a great thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, uh, if he can get on his feet, the hype train for Josh Gordon. <laughs> well, yes, again. Oh, uh, there's a point to where the hype train just has to end with him. It's just constant. Uh, He's he's gonna play this year. This is it. No, nope, he's suspended. He's not gonna play this year, and it just constantly keeps going that way. I really hope he gets his act together and everything will work out for him because I just want people to get better. Whether or not it's a real problem, I don't know, but yeah, yes. Uh, hopefully, I I have him in a couple of spots. Just as uh, <laughs> it's always worth a little flyer. Yes, he's always worth a flyer. So I'm kind of hoping because I don't have much stock in any of the Patriots this year, except for I think James White a little bit. Of course, I do have a, a little bit of James White. I do think he's going to be good. It's because he's undervalued right now in fantasy football. So that's Very part of the reason. So. Would you call Josh Gordon a sleeper? Oh no, I would not because. I just don't think he's somebody that I believe would be a a guy that's going to get much. I think he's just going to be a one of them. It's just every year he's hyped up. So if he's always hyped up 
And I feel like that's the problem with him. He's not going to be a sleeper if you're hyped up. Yep, that's true. Somebody's going to put him on a roster, and that's yeah. all that oh, matters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You can have him on your roster. All right. Well, I th- saw a weird stat, and I've never really thought about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peyton Manning and Brett Favre, <laughs> they have combined for over 143,000 career passing yards. Okay. That's a lot of yards. That's a lot of yards. Neither one of them threw for 500 yards in a game. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, I just, yeah. You would have assumed 20 years of playing football, yeah. one of them. One of them guys, gunslinger, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, one of the best to ever play. You would assume one of them would have. That's crazy. But I want to know how many commercials they've done together. Oh, they've probably it's... done 500 commercials <laughs> together, so that's where they get it. At. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, one more bit of news, which... Uh, is personal to me. <laughs> Matt Nagy keeps showing the team the loss to the Eagles in the playoffs. <laughs> We're going to show the kicker missing it? I was, come Basically, on. I, I don't know. <sighs> Apparently well, this is going to be their fuel for yeah. their season. Remember right. this, guys, where he missed this field goal? Well, he's not on the team anymore, so we're going to win this game next time. I, I don't know. Is that what... Is that what he's the message is? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure, but <laughs> they're going with it. I mean, it, whatever puts a chip on somebody's shoulder, if it helps out one guy. Yeah, uh, it might help out their current kicker. Maybe that's it. Who is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's not Chris Blewett. They it's already not got Blewett. rid of him, so we can't go with that. <laughs> it's uh, Maybe that'll be one of our sleepers in the NFC episode. Yeah, I'll have to wait and see on that. All right, I do have one more little bit, and I'm not sure if it is or isn't, but we're going to go with it anyway. Yep. Like, OMG, it's like so totally the cringeworthy player of, like, the week. <gasps> <laughs> Every time. Yeah, you have to wait for that little final, <gasps> and then it's just perfect. And, again, I don't know if it's cringeworthy. <laughs> it is to me as an Eagles fan. But Amari Cooper told Pro Football Talks Mike Florio his goal is to reach 2,000 yards receiving in 2019. No, that's cringeworthy. <laughs> that is just – so, are you the only one that's going to catch any footballs on that team then? Like, that's insane. 2,000 yards? When's the last – Is has anybody ever caught 2,000 yards? Any time in the recent I – mean, I don't even know. That, that would top the single-season mark held by Calvin Johnson, which was 1,900 Okay, I was going to say, it had to be somebody who was constantly being fed the ball all the time. Now, and there's no way Cooper's getting close to that. To put it into perspective, Amari Cooper's current career high in yards is 1,153. <laughs> He's pretty much got to double his career high. <laughs> Come on, Cooper. Golly. He's talking a lot. It's heading into his final year of his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. So I guess it doesn't hurt to talk. There's a little poll where I saw this. Will he reach 2,000 yards? <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and vote. Uh, I am the 998th person to vote no. Okay. There's 157 people that voted yes. All Cowboys fans. Guarantee. Has to Guarantee. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, that's enough cowboy bashing. For today, (laughs) there will be more in the future, but let's move on to our sleepers. Yes. Now, a lot of these guys are deep sleepers. Right. Because we play in 16-team leagues, 12, 14. Any of these guys are going to be, well, not any of them, because there's a couple that are going to be on a roster already. Right. If you've done your draft. Right. But I still feel they're kind of sleepers for standard, regular redraft leagues. Some of them, yes. Because yeah. normally, and I've already talked about this before, normally you don't want to go after rookie tight ends. <laughs> but I have a couple on here. Yeah, and it's fine. We've talked about them, but I really do feel that they could be sleepers right. this year. So let's start right off the top. In the AFC East and the New York Jets, I suppose I'll take it because you could. <laughs> I mean you can. Everybody knows I'm a Jets fan, but Elijah McGuire is the first sleeper we're going to talk about. And it, he looks buried behind Bell and Powell and Ty Montgomery, 
But the key word there is looks. Uh, he's not really buried because Ty Montgomery, I guarantee you, is not going to be there. He's not going to be the number two guy. Powell, yeah, that's a iffy one. I could that's a toss up to me between him and McGuire. But let's not forget that he stepped up when Crowell and Powell got injured last year, and he played pretty serviceable. Uh, he's he legitimately could be the number two running back for this team this year, and who knows what happens if. If Bell gets hurt, this could it could be a huge year for him. Uh, he did pretty good last year, and if you have him this year as a fantasy football, it, it could just give you a little something extra. Um, a new coach, we got to see the kind of game plan that he's going to play out and see how it does play out. I guess the whole thing with Elijah McGuire for me is anybody who owns Le'Veon Bell needs to take somebody else. Yes, yep. and I think this is the guy mm-hmm. that would get the bulk. And I'm not saying he would take 20 to 25 touches if Bell went down or just was terrible and out of shape, which I don't think he is. No, yeah. But I think Elijah McGuire would get the 10 to 15 carries a game and maybe three to five targets, something like that. It yeah. wouldn't be a bunch, but it would be worth it if you had Le'Veon Bell or somebody of that nature and had to get somebody. Mm-hmm. And if if Powell goes out, it's almost a guarantee that uh, it's not going to be Ty Montgomery. I, I just I honestly don't know why Ty Montgomery is on the team. It just didn't make sense from the start for the Jets, uh, in my opinion, uh, watching the Jets every week, knowing this team better than m- almost everybody I know anyway. Right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to have Ty Montgomery when you already had – well, you didn't have Powell. I guess they just re-signed him not too long ago. But <laughs> – I don't know. I, I liked McGuire. I still like McGuire, and I really like uh, Trenton Cannon as well. I thought he had some promise. Now it doesn't even look like Cannon might not even make the team, so we'll see what happens there. But I do think McGuire has a chance to be the number two guy behind Bell, and that does hold some fantasy value. It does, about. just just a little bit. I Like I said, these are deep-ish sleepers. Right. Some of them are going to be normal-type sleepers, and we'll – mention that when we get here but most of these are deeper mm-hmm. sleepers that somebody that you're not going to have to spend a draft pick at all on this is somebody right. you'll be able to find on the waiver wire exactly. up until preseason and say Le'Veon Bell doesn't play much but Elijah McGuire does in the preseason somebody then is going to be I'm going to stash him because he right. looks good yep all right uh next on the list we'll go over to my little man crush of a team <laughs> is the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. and we're talking about a new acquisition. It's not a rookie, but he's right. not old. Uh, Tyler Croft. Yep. He is an interesting one. I think he's more of a sleeper now because of the slight injury that he had. Right. Yep. And that is going to make him more accessible. Yes. Um, and one thing I do want to kind of look at is Josh Allen. Uh, last year, he was... He's better at throwing to his tight ends than he was at other positions. That's because they can catch. Exactly my point. <laughs> but the thing is, is Allen's completion percentage was 52.8 last year. But to Charles Clay, it was 58.3. It's still not great. I mean, it's not uh, the best you can see, but it's still a definite improvement. It's six, almost 6% better to his tight ends than it was uh, to everybody else, which is a legitimate bump. Um this is Croft's opportunity to be the guy this year. So there's a good chance he steps up his game. If he does, it's a, there's a good possibility he could be a good sleeper. Like, actually, hey, you could start him this week and feel good about it. Um, so if he becomes the guy, it's definitely a look at as far as a sleeper type of thing, if you're feeling it. Right. And because – the Bills don't have anybody else really at tight end. They drafted Dawson right. Knox, but yeah. I don't see him as much of a receiving threat. Um, last year, obviously, Tyler Croft was hurt. Right, so if he stays year, healthy, yeah. The he's year be before good. that, when he was filling in for Tyler Eifert, right. he had 42 catches for 400 mm-hmm. yards and seven touchdowns. So he is capable of being that red zone threat. And Josh Gordon didn't have any of those last year. Any of his <laughs> yeah. touchdowns were him rushing the ball mm-hmm. or probably throwing a deepish pass. And, uh, yeah, he needs somebody in the red zone, and Tyler Croft could be it. So hopefully he gets healthy 
and he doesn't need uh, any extra time before the regular season hits because I've grabbed him up in a couple of leagues. I'm not going to lie. But again, we play in deep, deep leagues. Yeah. And and for for Tyler Croft, once you get past like the 10th or so tight end, it gets kind of bumpy anyway. So if you're going to wait that long, you might as well just kind of say, hey, maybe I could go with Croft or maybe one of these other tight ends that we're going to talk about later. But once it gets past the 10th guy in the draft, it's like, well, you might as well just pick somebody you think has a chance to be a pretty good sleeper this year. And that that's what we think Tyler Croft could be this year. There you go. All right. Moving along in the AFC East, we have the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And... <laughs> Another person who was hurt last year, and I think we've said this before when we did sleepers last year, a lot of the sleepers for the following year are guys that may have been injured the year before. Right. And that's why they're flying under the radar. Now, this guy's flown under the radar. Yes, big time. Ever. And we talked about him last year, and we're going to talk about him again this year because in leagues like the Flag League, Mm -hmm. you get points for... Return yardage. Return yep. yardage. So if you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about Jakeem Grant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, last year he was a little bit of a sleeper for me as well, if you recall, a whole year ago. But, yeah, in the flag league, he averaged about 15 points per game because of the return yardage. That's a big part of it. But another thing that I think is definitely something you got to pay attention to is uh, three names. Uh Devontae Parker, Bryce Butler, and Albert Wilson. There's a lot of question marks there. And I think that Jakeem Grant, if healthy, can actually be a really good slot guy. And all these guys are kind of slot-type receivers to a certain extent. And I think that Jakeem Grant, if any one of these guys gets hurt or is uh, underperforming, I think – I think he's going to be a fantasy relevant outside of return yardage as well. I hope so. Yeah, he's he is kind of like Tyreek Hill in a sense. Yeah, you could see that he hasn't yeah. had a great gunslinger of a quarterback yeah. to throw to him, mm-hmm. and he's had a couple of injuries. Mm-hmm. So again, deep sleeper. Mm-hmm. But if you're in any kind of a league that has return yardage, he is worth a look because nobody's going to draft him, and he's going to sit there, and you can scoop him up. You know, if you want to take four tight ends in your draft. <laughs> and hope a couple of them pan out, and then you have droppable tight ends towards right. the end. That's you true. can drop a guy like, you know, whatever, yep. for Jakeem Grant, and yep. then you might have hit a gold mine. That's I mean, very he possible. Yep. Saved my season a couple years ago uh, in the other salary cap league that I was in when he came on at the end of the year and was catching touchdowns as well a couple of times. So, right. Yep. He'll throw in yeah, one yeah. of those, and if you have, you know, 11 spots you need to fill, you might need a guy like this. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I've always liked him. I liked him, what, three years ago even, and that's when I picked him up the first time, and it didn't quite pan out, but it, he still showed me some sparks, and it's definitely somebody that I, you have to keep your eye on. All right, rounding out the AFC East, it's the New England Patriots, yep. and – what are they doing at wide receiver? We talked a little bit about Josh Gordon. We don't know yeah. anything about how that's going to work. We know they have Julian Edelman. We know they have other people on the <laughs> roster. I would say Philip Dorsett needs to watch his back because Inman is coming for his spot. I don't think that this that's going to be a pretty good competition going forward. But here I do have a list of wide receivers that are on the Patriots that I'm worried about this year. Uh, Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon, obviously, Philip Dorsett, and maybe even, maybe possibly, and Kill Harry. Uh, I know I'm a little higher on him than you are, yes, obviously. You are. But <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. But these are guys that all have some question marks. I can legitimately see Inman being a third wide receiver on this team. And even if he's not the third wide receiver, who's to say Tom Brady uh, connects well with whoever's playing the tight end position this year? Unless Gronk comes back, then it's going to be a different story. But So we might see Emin on the field more anyway, which would give him a little bit better of a fantasy look. Yeah, I really can't uh, add too much to that. He's just <laughs> a guy that he has stepped up when needed. Uh, a couple of years right, back, yeah. you know, with 
Phillip Rivers, he actually had a decent year, 800 yards and a few touchdowns. So it's it's possible if he does his work and he gets on any kind of a good page with Tom Brady, mm-hmm. he could you know do something. I mean, when he was out there with uh, Andrew Luck, he was actually putting up 10 points per game. Yeah. He had 17, 21, 15, 10, yeah. like he had some decent games. And, of course, he was hurt last year. <laughs> it seems like that's a running yeah. thing for us so far. But we prefaced by saying injuries are a thing when it comes to sleepers. Yes. So Very true. watch the preseason. <laughs> Obviously, Tom Brady's not going to be out there much. Right, of course. So it's not going to be the whole story. But if one of these guys does look good in the preseason and Bill Belichick says, I trust you, that's the guy. That's you're a big. Want. That's a big. I trust you. I mean, he's one, the best coach in the league right now. I'm hands down, in my opinion. Um, and that's hard for me to say. I mean, it's it kills my heart. It tears it in two to, <laughs> to say such things. But he is a really good coach. Um, one of the best of all time. I'm never going to put him the, as the best of all time. He he'd have to win at five more Super Bowls for me to even consider it. But um, Tom Brady, I've already given him the best of all time, so I can't give it to Belichick too. But yeah, I, I I completely agree that he is a very good sleeper possibility this year because there's just not a lot of trustworthiness in Thomas and Gordon and uh, Dorsett. So, all right, well, let's move on to the AFC South, and we'll start with the Houston Texans, and that is where my first rookie tight end comes yep. into play. We're talking about Kahale Waring. Yep. Now, I'm looking at last year's people (laughs) for the Houston Texans (laughs) and the highest point average wise was Jordan Thomas at 5.4 and he got that 5.4 by having a 22 point game a 15 point game 11 point game and a whole bunch of nothing games right yeah I was going to start saying out by there's another three names you can say in this one Jordan Thomas Jordan Atkins and Darren Fells. There now Darren go. Fells had a couple years where he was actually somewhat legitimate, but I mean, unless Warren is a complete bust, I, which I don't think he'll be, he should be the starting tight end for this team. Uh, <laughs> the other tight ends are just not, they're just not tight ends that you want starting on your team. The way tight ends have been the last few years. Again, if you get a, if you don't go after the first 10 or so guys, you might as well go for somebody like this and why not take a chance on Warren? Yep. Uh, like I said, you can do that. Take four tight ends, and Kyle yeah, Warren yep. could be one of them. And if he does nothing in the preseason, you can drop him for Jakeem Grant. Just like that. <laughs> exactly. That's what my <laughs> point is. Now, in the flag league, I have Jordan Thomas and Kahali Warren. So as long as one of them steps <laughs> up, I will be happy. Now, I have right. Zach Ertz, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. But I will need somebody eventually because I can't keep franchising Zach Ertz every single year. <laughs> it's going to get very costly. Yes. In Next year might still be worth <laughs> it, but I I don't well, know if I can go there yet. Well, how much is he right now? Do you have any idea? I do not. I think he was like 14 ish dollars. That's so. still fairly price priced good there i believe you there's some other 30 like percent next year and that would be another five bucks uh, tight ends have been known to go over twenty dollars in that league so it's and almost the ones that went it. over for twenty dollars were all bad yeah they're complete bust <laughs> it's crazy but yeah let's talk about another tight end that oh. could be a possible sleeper oh this one this i believe is probably my favorite on this oh list. yeah by far i yes really like this guy and we're talking about the number two tight end mm-hmm. for the indianapolis colts yeah. and this number two tight end he wasn't always really a number two tight end and right. he was somebody that andrew luck really likes and that's jack doyle right now i'm looking at stats from last year obviously doyle only played in a handful of games right. it looks like half a dozen but in those half a dozen games, he was fantasy relevant. Oh, yeah, big time. Every one but one. Yep. He averaged 14 and a half points a game. That's pretty good for a number two tight end. And all those points, those games that he put up those points, Eric Ebron put up points in all but one of them, too. Exactly everything you're saying is exactly what I was going to say. Andrew Luck can make both the tight ends look good. 
I mean, they're valuable in fantasy football, both of them when healthy. If Doyle stays healthy, he's got a really good chance to be very fantasy relevant this year as a tight end. So this is somebody that it's even almost better. Like I wouldn't, I would consider Doyle over the other two uh, tight ends that were already talked about because he's not going to be in the top 10. That's a guarantee. Nobody's going to pick him in the top 10. But if you already have a tight end and you're thinking, I need something else, Doyle is going to give you some points as long as he stays healthy because last year he did get a little hurt there for a little while. But, yeah, that's to me, this is the new version of Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. It's a little different as far as how how it's put together. (laughs) Right. But – Two fantasy relevant tight ends is it's really crazy to see anymore, and I think that Jack Doyle is definitely somebody that has something going for it uh, this next season. So, if you're going to make one of these, how do I put this? Uh, if you're going to take this strategy mm-hmm. of punting tight end when you don't get one of the top three, four, five guys, right, right, right. I fully suggest getting Jack Doyle as one of your couple of punted tight ends. Now, I'm going to list off my tight ends in the last league that I just did. It was an auction league. And I had to spend more than I wanted to to get Travis Kelsey, but it is a tight end premium league. So I basically got two first-rounders in this league because I went with Travis Kelsey and Christian McCaffrey. So I had to spend a lot. But yep. in this league, it's a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Now, it's again, you play one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, a super flex, and then five of whatever you want. <laughs> yep. I could legitimately play all five of these tight ends if I wanted to. I probably shouldn't because I have better <laughs> options. But I have five tight ends okay. on my team. Travis Kelsey. Yes. Cameron Brait. Okay. We might talk about next week. Okay. Jack Doyle. Mm-hmm. Tyler Croft and right. Kyler Ru- Kyle Rudolph. Right. Yeah, I mean they all have possibilities. There's no doubt. I mean Kelsey obviously is going to be a monster this year. If he's not anywhere close to monster, I'll be right. really disappointed. <laughs> yes. But uh, every one of the guys you said there have some kind of a question mark to them, but they all have a really good chance to be something bigger. And you could definitely start them. Um, it's I would say it's almost like a best ball type of thing with them like this guy could do good this year this this, or this week this guy this guy or this guy i could see that happening more than just playing all five of them in one week but yeah now when the season gets here and we're going live if we can do this on sundays this would be great yeah it would and I would like to be more of the tight end whisperer that I have talked about in the past <laughs> and do a little bit more research and tell you guys some of these off starter tight ends that if you need somebody and they're playing against that weak defense, that's one of my focuses this year is I am going to be all in on tight, end tight ends knowledge yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. We'll see like how it. far that gets us. <laughs> but yeah. my my plan is with these five guys – if two of them pan out, right. I'm great. Yep. If more than that pan out, I'm going to be able to upgrade my wide receivers because That's my true. wide receivers are not that good. Okay. But again, I only have to play one of them. Okay, we'll list uh, your wide receivers if you can. All right. Uh, I have Jarvis Landry okay. and Dante Pettis. Okay. Those are my top two wide receivers. Wow, that is... That it's is, not great. It's, it's not pushing great, it a little bit. But I only have to play one. Okay. Now, I have Geronimo Allison and Equinamia St. Brown. There's a possibility one of them could be big. They'll be talked about next week. I have Chris Conley from Jacksonville, who I think could have a decent rapport with Nick Foles. That was a total $1 bid Mm -hmm. in my auction. I have Michael Gallup, who if Amari Cooper gets 2,000 yards, he will be worth this. (laughs) (laughs) Amari Cooper, oh my gosh. I also have Deshaun Jackson. Yeah who I think is going to be a best ball-ish player. Okay, when you started out with Landry and Pettis, I was like, where is this list going to (laughs) go? But you got guys that don't drop that far down away from them, so I like it. And I have one more that I had to pay more than I wanted to, but it was the last guy I was trying to get, Zay Jones. Hey, Zay Jones. (laughs) I I remember that guy. 
I should I should have dug ago. up your ESP from yes, last year yeah. and played it this year. That's, because... That would be a mistake. <laughs> that would be a mistake because that was I don't remember what I said, but I know it was way beyond what he actually what did. Do you remember what I said to you? I don't. I said, let's play this next year because I think it has a better chance of coming true in 2019 than 2018. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I should have, we should have just realized that from the start. But hey, the feeling, I can't control the year, guys. I mean, that, it's a feeling. All right, all right. Okay. But you did say you had the, uh, Chris Conley on your team, I correct? I did. I mentioned ah. Chris Conley, who. Oh. We have as our next sleeper in the AFC South mm-hmm. for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he is he is an interesting, very interesting player. Yeah. He's a he's a better wide receiver than most people think, I think. And that's why he could be a potential sleeper. The Jaguars wide receivers all have question marks. I mean, every single one of them to a certain extent have some kind of question mark. So if Conley can make a quick statement, real quick, I think that that will be the best thing for him. He's been known to be okay. It's nothing special with him, but he could have a bigger role than most anticipate. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I see you're trying to get something in there. <laughs> yes, uh, which is great when we're actually looking at each other in the same room. I can be like, hey, all right, I got something. This is, this is good. Um, the point I have with Chris Conley is Nick Foles is a new quarterback in a new system on a new team. Right. So everybody – is up for grabs it's as like a wide an equal receiver on yeah. this team. We've got D.D. Westbrook. Yeah. We've got D.J. Chark. Yep. We've got Marquise Lee. Mm-hmm. None of these guys have proven it yet. Exactly. Yep. Chris Conley obviously hasn't proven it, but he has had a couple of years, 32 and 44 catches. He had five touchdowns last year, obviously with Patrick Mahomes. Right, right, right. Anybody can get five touchdowns <laughs> with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'm not even. Did, I wonder if Sammy Watkins did. I don't that know. That's be, a good one. I, I should look him up. Oh, he probably did. I'm sure he did. Close, he got close to it. That that's my point with Chris Conley is it's anybody's game right. there in Jacksonville, and this guy is going to cost you nothing. Nothing. Like Absolutely I said, nothing. He cost me a dollar or two because mm-hmm. I saw him, and I've always hoped he would pan out somewhere. Yeah, and like I said with a, a couple of the guys, even if he's not wide receiver three or two or whatever it is. If there's one injury on that team, or like I said, somebody's just stinking it up, he's going to slip into that and he's going to have a good role for that team. So I, I, I honestly think he's a good chance that you could see a little bit of production out of him to actually help your team, especially in deep leagues. Yes. And nobody's going to roster him in anything but right. deep league right yep. now. Uh, I just wanted to look on, I don't remember if I still have him or not. No, I do not have him in the flag league anymore. Ah, okay. <laughs> I was a little disappointed by that one, but that's okay. Uh, we've got one more team in the AFC South, yep. and that is the Tennessee Titans. Yep. And if you've listened to us in the past, we don't like anything about it's, it's, the Tennessee Titans this year. I like Derrick Henry a bit. Yeah, I I, I'm, I'm fine with Henry. There's no problem there. The wide receiver is very, very Ugh, it's just up in the air with some of them guys, and they're just some of them you just don't like. And it was hard to find a sleeper out of this team, but we've done it. We <laughs> maybe, have. maybe. Um, and there have already been reports in Tennessee <laughs> that Marcus Mariota has looked awful. Yeah, this is it. I mean, this is wow. So. <sighs> like I have been doing, and Tom and I both have been doing mm-hmm. together and apart. All these new leagues, they want to be super flex. Yes. So you got to have a couple of quarterbacks to compete. Yep. And when you only get a couple of quarterbacks like I did in the auction draft, you got to hope somebody else pans out. And who are we talking about that we're hoping <laughs> to pan out? That well, is... the one on this list today <laughs> is Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Who obviously has been a starting quarterback in right. this league, and he has done okay. Yeah, nothing spectacular, but he hasn't been the worst. I mean, he has. He's always thrown more touchdowns than interceptions, which is a good start. Yeah. I'd say he's arguably the best backup quarterback in the league now that's well, arguably i'm sure there's some other guys that's, out that's there. because well that, he's, 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 he's no longer there so. exactly uh, i would say nick Foles would be the best backup in the league no doubt if he was a backup but he's not anymore so he's also arguably the best quarterback on the titans 
So oh, there's a problem there. Man. But I would say if the record for the Titans is halfway decent uh, through like the first four or ish games and Mariota just hasn't looked good, they might say, we have a chance here, but we need better quarterback play. So Tannehill, you're going to get a shot. And now, this is the thing about Tannehill is he's been in the league for one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven years. Yep. That's not a terribly long time for a quarterback to have been in this league. Right. If oh. you're decent and you're not completely injury prone, which he had one really bad injury mm-hmm. here. Yep. So if he doesn't have to worry about that again, he's not old as far as quarterbacks go. Right. Now the Titans, they have to figure out whether they're going to pay Marcus Mariota Twenty-five plus million dollars a year to keep him around. It's going to be Tannehill. If if <laughs> Marcus Mariota isn't playing up to snuff, they have to figure out: Do we have something in Ryan Tannehill? Yep. Or are we? Did we just sign him, trade for him for no reason for no at reason. all? And that's exactly what I'm saying. Week four or five, something around there. That's when there's a possibility Tannehill might make it. If he doesn't make it week one. I mean, it's a possibility. He could be the quarterback week one because if Mariota just looks like garbage throughout the entire preseason, I cannot imagine that they would say, well, Mariota, you're still the guy. Tannehill's looked pretty good. Right. But Mariota, you're you're still the guy. And I mean, no. if that happens, if Ryan Tannehill takes over for Marcus Mariota, Adam Humphreys will be there you a go. fantasy there savior. There you go. We did it. We he found will, it. He will be a fantasy <laughs> savior. I'm telling you right now, if Ryan Tannehill enters for the Tennessee Titans and they don't look back, you are going to want to trade for Adam Humphreys. Yes, and we finally found the window for Adam Humphreys. We finally it's, did. It's Tannehill. It's, <laughs> that's the window. We've been just, uh, Adam Humphreys, why'd you go to the Titans? Why'd you go to the Titans? Now there's a possibility with Adam Humphreys. We don't have to sit there and say, man, I don't like Adam Humphreys anymore. <laughs> yeah, but right now we don't like Adam Humphreys. That's true, yes, <laughs> Because Merrick, Marcus Mariota is still the quarterback. He that's hasn't true. been injured. He hasn't sucked it up. So we have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. All right. We've made it through two divisions. We've got two left. Let's go to the NFC or the AFC North. Sorry. And we'll start with <laughs> who is Lamar Jackson going to throw the ball to this year? Well, the team has Willie Sneed uh, and a bunch of young wide receivers. Well, there's also Seth Roberts. So Seth Roberts is the guy that we're talking about as far as a sleeper here. Nobody's talking about him because everyone's talking about the rookies. And Roberts brings a little bit of experience, and he brings a little bit of fantasy relevancy as well. Uh, Last year he had almost 500 yards in 45 receptions. He had two touchdowns as well. Uh, So he's not a superstar. There's not superstar numbers, but it isn't terrible either. So there's there's some kind of value there with him. So if he can actually push himself out over these younger guys and these rookies, and show that he has that experience and he can do that. He's going to have a good possibility to uh, to be a good sleeper candidate this year because he definitely has a potential. That's that's what I'll say about him. Yeah. Uh, do you know who else is on the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver core that not a lot of people may know right now? Um, enlighten me. Michael you? Floyd. Michael Floyd. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Where has he been? Wow. He has just bounced around. He was on the Redskins last year and wow. did nothing. He averaged 2.5 points a game. He had one decent game towards the end of the year uh, versus the Titans where he had a catch for a touchdown. That's unbelievable. He was he was decent back in the day, and he just fell off the map. I've never even thought about him since then. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. So if you want to go really deep <laughs> in sleeper mode, that's, if you're playing in a 32-man league that's a with triple one copy deep, yeah. of everybody, there you go, Michael mm-hmm. Floyd. Uh, no, um, those rookies and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has to trust somebody. Right, exactly. Willie Sneed is a great story. Uh, he had a couple of great years after he finally broke through, but I just I don't think he's going to be the guy for Lamar Jackson. I think he's semi-trustworthy because right now he has to be yes, because there's just not a be. lot of other guys that you can put trust in yet. 
there's a possibility that you can put trust in some of them younger and rookie guys, but that you have to find out. And that's kind of where we're at with, well, that's where I'm at with Snead. Yes. But that's also kind of where we're at with uh, uh, Roberts as well. So. Yep, pretty much. Um, I guess we'll move along. This one's all you, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I put this one on the list only because, again, I was just on a super flex <laughs> draft uh, for superflex uh, he's fine i don't have any problems there but but i yeah. also think it's a good possibility that andy dalton <laughs> okay has to have a decent year okay uh the Bengals aren't that bad i'll put it that way okay. to start with the afc north is up for grabs the Steelers yeah. are what they used to be. We don't know what we're getting from them yet. The Browns, we mm-hmm. could see them be the Browns still. I, that would be so disappointing. It would be extremely disappointing. Yes. And it would be something to talk about all year long. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. the Ravens, who we just talked about, if yeah, Lamar Jackson that. can't agree. get it going and that offense becomes predictable where it's just run, 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 and then a pass on third down, they're going to get shut down. The Bengals have a legitimate shot at winning the AFC North. If this was a sporadic eight-game period, then yes, <laughs> I'd say that because Andy Dalton is sporadic and he does really good for half the year. But all the rest of the year, all the rest of the weeks, it's and you don't know what's week it's coming. Right. With Andy Dalton, that's why I didn't want to talk about him being a sleeper because <laughs> I've bashed him enough to where I don't feel like he I can talk about him being a possible sleeper candidate because I just there's so many other guys for me for quarterbacks that I would rather go with. Oh, of course. But yeah. Uh, this is again, if you punt the quarterback position, yes, of course, this is one of those strategies you can go with. You can take Andy Dalton and. Nick Foles. Yes. And maybe one of those guys pans out, or you stream all year long. This, and this is one of he's the guys another good candidate for like a best ball type of thing with him because, yes, because he, much. like I said, he's sporadic and he can have really good weeks and then he can just have really bad weeks yes. where he gets you negative points for out of a quarterback, which is never a good thing. Now, it's, I'm looking at uh, his stats over the last like nine years, whatever it's been. Sure. And, uh, my fantasy league, where I'm looking at these stats, they have projections for the 2019 season. And they're projecting him to get very close to his career highs. <laughs> it's it's very interesting. Uh, yeah. They have, it would be his second best touchdown performance and his third, I think, best yardage performance. So okay. if he can do that. I mean, 28 touchdowns, that's pretty good for your starting quarterback. Yeah, that's not bad. I'd say the key for him is probably the running back. If if their running game can be good this year, which it can be, Mixon's a good back. Right. But if they can put it together on the, on the running game, they can definitely open things up for, for Dalton to not have to be a perfect quarterback so that he can actually find an open receiver and not try to throw it into a covered guy and make something happen. Because that is part of the problem that they had in the past where they didn't really have the best of running backs. I know Gio was good, and uh, I can't remember the other guy that was on that team that year, but uh, they've, they've had okay guys, but nothing like Mixon. To me, Mixon is the best running back they've had in a while. Yes, Jeremy Hill did not cut it. Jeremy Hill, there it is. <laughs> there you go. Uh, speaking of running backs in the AFC North, let's move along to the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. And no, we are not going to talk about Kareem Hunt. Nope. He's not a sleeper. Nope. Everybody understands who he is. Yep. The guy I'm talking about is the guy that could make a difference in the first eight weeks of the season, or he might get traded before then. That's a possibility as well. But if he doesn't get traded, I, I, Duke Johnson, I think this is almost too obvious for me. Like it's just he's a sleeper because nobody's thinking about Duke Johnson. Not anymore. The f- no, the first eight weeks is going to be the the look that he's going to if you if you have him in 8 weeks 8 weeks that's almost almost the whole fantasy season it's darn close so if he's still on the browns he's going to have good value chubb hunt obj landry njoku and mayfield all of them take away the focus from duke johnson nobody's thinking about him if he's in a draft right now i don't even know what his adp is but it's 
got to be darn close to the bottom. Oh, yeah. After the Hunt signing, he's, right. he's just been falling. I don't even know if he's been getting drafted in some of the normal 10 and 12 right. team leagues. But Duke Johnson has a serious shot. I mean, yep. he's caught 50-plus balls in every single year. Last year was 47, close enough, 429 yards and three touchdowns. Right. And, of course, no matter how you have Duke Johnson, I think – best ball is still a good place for him yeah i agree with that but this year he might fly under the radar i think he already has unless he gets traded then we'll have to see what happens there but yeah he's definitely got value this first eight weeks in my opinion because chubb's gonna be good but he can't do it all and duke johnson can catch the ball like anybody else as far as the running back goes so he's going to have good value in PPR. Yes. Uh, he was rumored to be traded to the Eagles at one point yeah. during and before the draft, I believe. And I was like, oh, not a, I'd be it's okay not bad. With that. <laughs> uh, he wouldn't have as much value on the Eagles, just like most of the running backs this yeah. year. I mean, yeah. I am hyping up Jordan Howard a little bit because I don't think they're going to throw Miles Sanders out there. But that could be next week's episode. We might talk <laughs> about those guys there. Yeah. Uh, one team left in the AFC North, that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. And there is so much talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver core that one guy is not being talked about. Yeah. And that guy is Eli Rogers. Yes. He has quietly, he was hurt most of last year, mm-hmm. but he came back for the last three weeks and he put up okay numbers. He, he really did. Uh, James Washington was there all year last year. Yep. And only had a couple of okay games. Mm-hmm. Dante Moncrief is coming over from Indianapolis, and we don't know what to expect from him. Right. Uh, I'd say this is another example that is younger guys taking the spotlight. Moncrief's taking the spotlight, even though we don't know what to expect out of him. He's still taking it from him. Eli Rogers is actually halfway decent, um, especially – if the Steelers do continue to throw the ball like they did last year, he has good value. Uh, not tremendous value, but this is like a deeper league of a sleeper type of thing here. So I don't know how much he'll contribute, but he definitely has a chance to make a splash on the Steelers team. And Dante Moncrief always has a chance of getting hurt. Oh, I mean, that's always a possibility. So with Dante if Moncrief. he gets hurt yeah, and James Washington can't get up there, mm-hmm. Eli Rogers is going to be on the field a lot Mm -hmm. and that's all that matters if he's getting targets targets that's all that matters they are projecting him and i don't even know where they get these projections i'm just (laughs) saying they can't all be bad uh they're fairly accurate ish for the most part and they're projecting him to get 74 targets this year that's pretty good for a guy that most people wouldn't even think about right all right one division left here we go AFC West, uh, I am going to start with the Oakland Raiders, and okay. we know who they just picked up, multiple positions, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, Antonio Brown, there's a lot of hype there, Yes, but I don't think their team is very good still, <laughs> and what does that mean, that they're going to be playing from behind yes and if you're playing from behind do you think you're going to have your first and second down running back in there most well if you have somebody that has caught 68 receptions last year oh is that what this is then maybe you throw him out there huh that could be an interesting (laughs) who are we talking about oh we're talking about (laughs) jalen richard This guy has value. Yes. He had no touchdowns last year, so he didn't stand out. Mm -hmm. But he had 68 catches for Mm -hmm. 607 yards on 81 targets. Yes. If they're playing from behind this year, this guy is going to be on the field a lot. Right. And because I have a bunch of stuff written down, but I don't, don't, I'm not going to go through it because (laughs) it's going to be all messed up now that we can talk about the reception. But Josh Jacobs last year, in college, had 20 receptions. Meh. So, yes, exactly. It's a meh. Like, you got somebody who's caught 68 in the NFL or 20 in college. Not saying Josh Jacobs not going to get his fair share of receptions. I mean, he, I'm sure he will. But Richard has got it right now. And 
to say that he's not going to have fantasy value, especially in PPR leagues, would be a stretch. He's going to have some. This is almost my favorite guy on this list because he's not just the backup. He's also a PPR guy. Yes, he is. And he's definitely going underneath the radar right now. I don't know if I want to compare him to this guy I'm thinking of because <laughs> he doesn't score touchdowns. For whatever reason, Jalen Richard has not right. scored touchdowns. He has a total of, what, like six touchdowns in his career in three years, which is nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. But yep. he looks like a guy... He acts like a guy when it comes to the amount of attempts and the amount of receptions like Chris Thompson was a couple years ago. Mm. And if he can throw a few touchdowns in there, just just four touchdowns, that's all I'm talking about. That would be really good. That is a guy that you can pick up off the waiver wire at any point from now and probably a couple of weeks into the season, unless he goes off and has like 10 catches in week one or two, and everybody's like, ooh, is this the next guy? (laughs) I'm telling you right now, this guy has value. There's no doubt. No doubt he's got value. If he can get the touchdowns, man, that almost puts him in an RB2 category. Like that's putting it real close, and that's a real sleeper right there. That is a real sleeper because, yeah, everybody's hyping up Josh Jacobs. Yep, and... of course. I mean, and, and rightfully so. He's a good running back, but he's not the guy that's going to catch 68 receptions. Nope. He's going to catch – I'm going to give a little prediction on Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's going to give you 35 receptions at most. I can't. I can't imagine too many more than that. I can't imagine too many less than that either. So I'm feeling like 35 is the magic number. I do think that Richard's going to have more than that. Yes. Almost guaranteed. I would say if, if he doesn't get 50 plus, then yeah, it would there's be a something wrong. And yeah. that, even just 50 would be a little bit of a disappointment to where I see his fantasy value because I don't see the Oakland Raiders <laughs> yeah. being very good. There's a very good possibility that they're not going to be the good. But they do have a possibility. They have some guys. It could be good this year. We'll see. Okay, let's move to the Chargers of Los Angeles. And this this is an interesting one. (laughs) And we've talked about Phillip Rivers before. I can't believe we're doing this. You can't believe we're doing this. This is an insane one. This is insane. All All this time. All this time. All this time we've made fun of this player. Everybody's made fun of this player. Who's this player? This player is... Travis Benjamin. <laughs> I mean, he's been part of the jokes all the time. He's been laughed at so much because just, you know, he's just never put it together. It's like I said, I can't believe we're putting him in a sleeper category, but can he be, be productive once again? Because he was productive a little bit there for a little while. Tyrell Williams is gone. That's, that's the key. Exactly. That's probably the best. This is probably the best chance for Benjamin to have a good fantasy season again. So I know last year he struggled with some injuries. Again, we're talking about injuries. It's just how it is when it comes to sleepers sometimes. So I know it seems crazy, but if he wasn't hurt last year, he may have had a fairly successful year. Yeah. Uh, Chargers have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, hopefully Hunter Henry. (laughs) (laughs) And then hopefully Travis Benjamin can get, back on board and capitalized on his opportunity this year because he already has the opportunity. He doesn't have to hope for an injury. He's got the opportunity right now in front of him. He has to capitalize. And you better believe he's going to be available in most leagues. Even if he's in like the last few rounds of your draft, it's kind of worth it because he's got the opportunity. (laughs) Yep. It's it's all about targets and he's stepping up into that third role now what do we have in keenan allen we have a ppr monster yeah guy that's going to get a ton of catches not a billion yards and not a ton of touchdowns but keenan allen is the guy consistent yeah mike williams is a guy that has been boomer bust Mm -hmm. and a lot of people think he is going to be a great player this year there's a possibility that i'm i'm not completely on board but i do think that he's going to have a good a good year Nothing yes. special, but it's going to be solid and fantasy relevant. I think he is going to do about what he had last year. Sure. And that's, well, maybe more than that, because his 10 touchdowns really overshadowed the fact that 
He only had 43 catches and wow. 664 yeah, that's, yards. That's kind of standout right there. And he's he also got had a time. rushing touchdown. So okay. he had 11 touchdowns last yeah. year. Now, if yeah. he can get 70 catches for 900 to 1,000 yards and still get those 10 touchdowns, yeah, he's going to be a wide mm-hmm. receiver too. But I don't think that's going to happen, especially if Hunter Henry comes back. That's Yeah, that's a big one. A big key there is Hunter Henry. Yep. But no matter what, the Chargers like to throw the ball. Yep, they they, yes, they have Melvin Gordon. Yeah, well, they yes, throw the they ball have Austin him. Eckler. <laughs> they throw the ball to everybody. Yes, Philip Rivers throws the ball. I can't stress that enough. Philip Rivers throws the ball. I mean, he mm-hmm. has had upwards of 570 to 662 attempts in certain years. Yep. That's a lot of attempts. Yep. And there's a lot of balls to go around. <laughs> In L.A. for the Chargers. So Travis Benjamin, again, deep leagues, yep. but he has been a punt returner before as well. Yeah, that's a possibility I don't know there. if they will put him back there, but, again, it, it's all about opportunities. Yep. And speaking of opportunities, let's go with the Denver Broncos and the other rookie tight end on my list. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot that we are going to be able to say about Noah Fant yet. Yeah. But he can be a great asset. Yes, and I think he's teetering on not being a sleeper because he's kind of right. people are already kind of getting a, a hang of who Noah Fant is and how good he could yes. be. So, again, he's going to have every opportunity this year. It's Flacco, so don't go crazy. Uh, just keep it keep it real. It could be it could be a a stinker of a, a season, but it could be a really good season as well. But it almost seems like, in a way, it helps fans' chances with Flacco under center. Yes, I've always been a fan of whoever Joe Flacco's tight end yeah. has been. Obviously, Dennis Pitta was yeah. a great PPR tight end back in the day. I think Noah Fant can be something similar, and there's nothing else there. And And he's on this list because he's a rookie tight end and in redraft leagues, nobody's going after the rookie tight end. So again, if you're going to punt tight end in your redraft leagues this year, this is a great guy to go out and get as one of your three or four tight ends and just be like, all right, one of these guys has to be a good one because are you going to draft Jeff Hireman? (laughs) Are you going to draft Jake Butt? Oh, maybe. I, I think Noah Fant <laughs> has more talent than oh, man. both of those guys combined. Yeah. So that's where I am with Noah Fant. We've mm. already talked about him. Yeah, we have. This last guy. Wow. This yeah. this is a deep, yeah. deep sleeper. Yes. And the only reason I have even considered him, I, I've I've seen his name pop up. Mm-hmm. In a couple different places that I've read, yeah. not news stories, just I don't even know where these people are getting their information from. <laughs> but there have been guys that have been right about this in the forums that I have seen. Okay. And somebody's got to catch the ball in Kansas City. You're, you're right about that. Tyreek Hill yep. may or may not play this season. Yep. May play eight games, yep. may play four games, may play 12 games. Yep. We have no idea. Yep. Sammy Watkins mm-hmm. may get hurt. He may play eight games. <laughs> he may play eight games. He won't be suspended, yeah. but he may play only eight games. <laughs> and like we've said before, Travis Kelsey should be the monster. Yeah. A monster. Yep, yep, yep. And McCole Hardman yep. has not had a whole lot of experience playing wide receiver in any capacity. Agreed. So if you're going to be in a deep, deep sleeper situation. Yes. I'm talking about Marcus Kemp. Marcus Kemp, yep. This is, it's a feeling I've got. It's almost an ESP, but (laughs) why not stash one of these Kansas City wide receivers on your bench if you're in a 14 or 16 team league? Just take the chance. He could be anything. He has almost no stats. He had one catch for seven yards last year. This is the deepest a sleeper can be without being in a coma. Yeah, uh, this is one of the guys that you put on the list, and I was like, okay, I have to, <laughs> I have to dig a little bit. So I did a little bit of digging. I just went back to 2016 when he was in college, playing for the University of Hawaii. Hawaii. Um, 
he tallied up some decent numbers that year. So he let's take a look. He had uh, 73 receptions, 1,100 yards, and eight touchdowns. I know it's Hawaii. Yes. So it's not in his college. It's a little different. But it shows you he can do it. He's not somebody that can't do it because he's never done it. He has the talent. 73 receptions, 1,100 yards. That's a lot of yards for the receptions that he got. And the eight touchdowns, boy, that would be huge if he can get with who? Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. That's the big key right there. I think another big key is Hill. If Hill plays, I don't see this. Probably I don't not. see this going on. Unless like Sammy Watkins gets hurt and they <laughs> still need a number two wide receiver, <laughs> then there's still a shot. We are never going to yeah, let Sammy Watkins live his yeah. injuries down. Again, like you said, McCole Harmon, uh, we don't know. We don't know what to get out of him. We expect some things out of him, but we don't know exactly what we're going to get out of him right now. Nope. Uh, he is, like I said, he is a huge, giant, yes, deep, big time. deep sleeper. But if you're thinking about stashing people, go through rosters like the Kansas City Chiefs, yes, like the Indianapolis Colts, yes, anybody with a major big-time stud elite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. One of those Green Bay wide receivers is going to be Somebody's going to have to We'll talk up. about that next week sure. when we do our NFC side. But there, there's just follow the elite quarterbacks yep. and stash a couple of those guys. I mean, just, just go look and see what the roster brings you for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Demarcus Robinson is still there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he maybe. He could be that guy. I yeah, mean, it's possible. My fantasy league is projecting him for 47 catches, 727 yards, and five touchdowns. <laughs> that would be an amazing sleeper, too. Yeah. So maybe Demarcus Robinson. I mean, he's only been in the league for a couple of years. Yeah. So I'm going with Marcus Kemp because nobody is thinking about him. Oh, absolutely not. You don't even have to draft him. No. You can just wait and see if something's going on first week one. If he gets any type of receptions at all, you're thinking, all right. This is the chance. If he goes off, you're probably not going to get him. Right. But if he gets like two or three receptions, all right. Now you have something here, and you can actually pick somebody up without anybody else actually thinking about it. So keep him in the back of your mind because there's a very there's a there's a possibility there. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to put because it's for me that the biggest piece is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I've seen what he can do last year with guys that I've lost trust in, like Sammy Watkins, and I saw it. I was like, wow, he made Sammy Watkins v- valuable again. Yes. And uh, that's, to me, a big part of the reason anybody on the Chiefs team can be fantasy relevant. And the biggest thing this offseason right now is Tyreek Hill isn't there. Right. Yep. So these guys will have a chance to play with Patrick Mahomes in a little bit of capacity normally guys like this will be with whoever the backup is mm-hmm. and they'll build a rapport with that guy and you'll see him go off in preseason because he gets to play two quarters with the backup quarterback against backup <laughs> defenders yeah, and exactly. he looks really good and then all of a sudden he gets out there with Patrick Mahomes and he doesn't know what's going on because he hasn't built that rapport with yeah. him so there's a chance yep. that he could build that rapport while Tyreek Hill is out, or if Sammy Watkins gets held back in the priest, if any, all right, I'm going to say this right now. If the words Sammy Watkins and hamstring are in the oh, same sentence no. in this preseason, <sighs> stay away and yeah. stash whatever Kansas City wide receiver you feel has a good chance. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. You said it perfectly, right on the money. <laughs> All right, I think that wraps it up. We got all 16 teams for the AFC, and uh, yeah, we have gone a little over an hour. Yeah, it's maybe because we're looking at each other. It could be. I don't know. Uh, A special bond going on. Something like that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, that is going to do it for our AFC version of the Sleepers. We have one more Sleeper edition next week. We've uh, got... We've already got our guys picked. Now yeah. we're going to do a little bit of research, and uh, we're going to give you some some really good insight. There, yep. There's, I actually, I think I'm going to like talking about the NFC more than the AFC. There was two <laughs> guys that I really like talking about in the AFC, but there's a whole lot of guys yeah, in the NFC is. that could really surprise some people. Yep. 
And uh, one's going to put a smile on Tom's face when we talk about him, but we'll figure that out <laughs> next week. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you are looking to find us on any social media, you can find us at Fantasy Fuel on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. And, of course, what's our website? I think it's uh, Fantasy, what was it? Fantasy Fuel. Podcast.com? It's com. Pretty simple, guys. So, yeah. If you'd like to see all of our rankings yep. and uh, the one mock draft we've done so far, we're going to have to do another yeah, mock draft episode. We, we have to, to do that up for you now that we've gotten a little more info. But, yeah, there we are. FantasyFuelPodcast.com. For all of your needs, you can find all of our YouTube videos there. If you are watching on YouTube, thank you. Click that bell. Click subscribe. Yep. All that good stuff. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a little review and all that. It really does make a little it, bit of a it difference. It does. Yes, it does. All right. That's it. Don't forget, stay fueled up this offseason. <laughs>